Welcome to The Real Life Show, Living with a Chronic Illness. We are your hosts, Cassie and Chelsea. I'm Cassie, a single mom living with a chronic illness who is extremely passionate about living a very full and happy life. And I'm Chelsea. I have a passion for helping people to put themselves first and to be the best versions of themselves each and every day. We came together to create the Wellness Hub, which is an uplifting community that offers resources, guidance, support, and offers you the space to be yourself, be heard, and feel understood. We hope that by providing a space to share tips and tricks, that we help people with chronic conditions to thrive and live the lives they've dreamed of. This show is not only for those who live with a chronic illness or disability, but their friends, family, spouses, and just anyone else existing on the earth. Our goal is to normalize having a chronic condition by sharing real stories with real people and show the world how relatable these everyday struggles can be. There's a little something in here for everyone. And a special shout out to our community, The Wellness Hub. Thanks to your contributions, we are able to provide flexible work opportunities for Spoonies, to donate to our nonprofit Spoonies Unite, which helps provide wellness treatments for those who need it, and supports us in our endeavors. To learn more, visit the show notes. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another podcast episode. And we have another guest coming back on again, which is super exciting because she's great and we had to talk to her again. And that is Natalie Kelly, who is the founder of Plenty and Well, is a chronic illness mindset coach and host of the Chronic Confidential Showcast show based in Portland, Oregon. After years of struggling, she was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis in 2017 at 21 years old. She had begun her blog and brand a few years prior as a way to share about health and wellness. But after her diagnosis, she changed paths to discuss life with chronic illness and provide support for others. After a life-altering flare-up in 2018 and a hospital stay, Natalie realized her purpose ran deeper than just sharing wisdom on social media. She obtained her, her holistic health coaching certification, which led her to where she is now. She offers folks with chronic illnesses one-on-one coaching, as well as hosts her group program, The Path to Empowered Acceptance, which aims to help individuals find acceptance, confidence, and joy on their journeys through mindset tools and self-awareness. If you want to learn more about Natalie and hear her tell her health journey story, go back to a previous episode with her. We'll link it in the show notes. But today we had the pleasure of talking with Nat all about her business. She shares how her business got started, some of the different aspects of her business, and she even gives some tips about taxes, setting up a business account, and starts to starting to figure out what health insurance she's going to go on. So make sure you live you listen to the end of the episode to hear some of her book recommendations on money mindset, as well as hear some that Cassie and I share as well. Enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, we have Natalie Kelly from Plenty Well with Nat back on the podcast yay Yay. thank you guys for having me again we are so i knocked over my tea dang it (laughs) okay we're fine i did this in another recording too that's funny so hi everyone (laughs) welcome to the real life show nat thank you for coming back on so last time for anyone who is maybe newer to our podcast or newer to natalie we um talked about stories we had kind of a fun roundtable discussion about stuff that we'd all been doing. So if you have not heard about Natalie before in her amazing business, go back and listen to that episode. And then now 
we're going to talk about more business specific stuff because we want to showcase some spoonies that are doing some really, really cool things in the business space and talk about what goes into that. See if there's anyone on the fence to kind of maybe push you over to say, yeah, you should start your own business sign. So Nat, can you tell us a little bit about your business specifically, what you offer, kind of what it looks like, and then we'll just keep diving in. Yeah, totally. Um, I love talking about this. So I'm so excited. That's like our topic of the day. Um, So I run a full-time business focused on mindset coaching for folks who have chronic illnesses. And so it's kind of multifaceted as like a lot of, I feel like entrepreneurs businesses are, and I, you know, offer one-on-one coaching services for mindset um, chronic illness work. I have a group coaching program called Path to Empowered Acceptance that also focuses on mindset and chronic illness. I also just launched a new project yesterday and it's like a monthly live show called The Chronic Confidential where it's kind of like hour long live workshops every month and people can just buy a ticket to the event or get a yearly pass. Um, so just adding those more tiers to my business so people who maybe don't have the financial or time commitment for coaching can still learn from something more than just, you know, what I can offer for free on social media. Um, and then also my business does include like influencer work and making money off of, off of Instagram. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like a little rundown, but I would just say the main mission is really just to help folks with chronic illness, you know, find that mental resilience and confidence to help them still live good lives with chronic illness without like just shoving emotions to the side, kind of finding that balance between honoring emotions and having mental resilience. So yeah, that's a little nutshell of what I do. <laughs> that's cool. Awesome. So Nat, what did you start your business? Cause I know you, you've gotten to a place where you're starting to add new services. What did you start with? Gosh. Well, if we go like all the way, all the way back, everything just started as like a blog in 2015. So literally six years ago. And so the very first thing that started with was like influencer work in college before I was even diagnosed with chronic illness. I just was like, a food blogger and wellness blogger. And, um, but when I officially launched my business, like, okay, this is going to be like my, my thing. I'm going to make this happen. I just did one-on-one coaching. That was kind of just what I did. And that was really hard. Um, always trying to constantly need to overturn clients and get more. And obviously one-on-one coaching is expensive. And so it was a rough start to it all, but that was kind of where everything started. And, you know, it did help me get to where I am, but I'm happy with where I'm at now. Definitely. Mm-hmm. One thing I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, so I, I have my own coaching business too, and I've heard different frames of thought or ways of thinking about when you're starting a business, should you just start with one-on-one? If you are going to do kind of a service provider coaching type of a business model. Should you start with one-on-one coaching and then really, really learn what it's like to help people, what people are struggling with, focus on just getting that one person at a time. Yes, it can be a little bit bigger price point for people, but then maybe you don't have to have as many clients on your schedule to be able to make the money that you need to bring in every single month and then take that knowledge and then add on courses and other offerings. That's something that I feel like I hear a lot. And I kind of have mixed feelings about it personally. Um, I love one-on-one coaching. I think it can be really, really beneficial for people, but I also have always liked having another offering, like a course that's a little bit cheaper for people that maybe don't want to or not able to spend the bigger financial um, investment in one-on-one coaching. So what are your thoughts on on that? I 
kind of seeing with you where in some ways I super agree with that because although it was kind of hard to have pretty much like one offering in my business, the one-on-one coaching, Mm -hmm. it really did help me see what people struggled with the most, which helped me create a program that I knew my community needed. And it's been super successful because I know other people who, you know, hop right in, create a group program and it kind of flops and like creating a group program takes months and hours and hours, you know, creating content, like coming up with like a lesson plan and everything and to, you know, be able to launch it with confidence, knowing while I've had X amount of one-on-one clients, they all needed help with these 10 topics. Like, obviously that shows a theme that other people in my community and niche need that as well. So I will say it's like really helpful, almost as like a market research aspect, because you learn so much from your one-on-one clients. Um, But I do think there are ways to have like other offerings alongside one-on-one without it being like a fully fleshed out, fleshed out, fleshed out. (laughs) Is that the phrase? Like group program, you know, like whether that is something like doing like webinars one off or things like that to kind of also help learn what your people like the most. Um, But I did find doing one-on-one first definitely helped me create what I have now as my other offerings. I'd be curious roughly um, how many hours do you work with your, a a week with one-on-one coaching and the group coaching? Yeah. Knowing that you probably are messaging people in between and stuff like that too. So like roughly um, yeah. How many hours do you have invested to that part of your business? Gosh, it's such a hard question. I would say, I mean, one-on-one, because I've really taken a step back from that as my group coaching has gotten bigger. So I would say probably only like five hours on -on one-on-one coaching between like a couple client calls and then doing their notes and stuff, I guess maybe like six or seven because they, my clients can text me and like ask advice and stuff as well. Um, And then group coaching also about like six-ish hours just because since my program's already created like when I was in creation mode it was like 40 hours dedicated to the whole thing but that's what's so cool about group coaching it's like once it's created it's created and so I you know do stuff on our Facebook page we have usually two to three options for group calls each week um, that are an hour long and then you know just conversing with them and offering support in that way so um, once the coaching stuff's all kind of created it actually doesn't like when everything's settled and a program is or like that round is launched it isn't a ton of hours I would say that on the flip side when I'm in a launching period like I'm in a few weeks gonna launch my probably last round for 2021 oh my god it's like all the hours of the week because mm-hmm. you're messaging people emailing consult calls scheduling you know maybe making some updates and so that's probably like 20 plus hours then when you're in mm-hmm. launch period but when it's like running and we're not launching and we're just like in the groove of it probably only needs like six hours. That's awesome. Yeah. I know it is such a hard question because Chelsea and I go from working like three hours a week, you know, on our Spoonie business to like 40 hours a week. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's really all, yeah, it, it does. Yeah. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about having your own business is like, so I'm getting married in October, which I, as we're recording this in July, I'm not exactly sure when this episode is coming out because we haven't figured that schedule out yet. But Cassie and I like very intentionally were like, Chelsea is not going to be available for 
anything in October, basically. Um, and then I've got some other stuff going on in September and I'm like, I'm not going to have a ton of time either. Yeah, like bachelorette parties. We have one of our mutual friends getting married. So yeah, September's just, hard for both of us. Yeah. It's just going to be a lot going on. And so I was like, so <laughs> we need to get all of our podcasts at the beginning of November done by like middle of August. <laughs> yeah. And so we have, we have scheduled interviews purposely for that. So yes, right now we're working a little bit more in our business because we are having set up interviews and prep for interviews and do the interviews. But that means that later on, we have more flexibility to either focus on other things or just not work in the business very much at all. And just kind of do the the day-to-day maintenance type things. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about being an entrepreneur is you get to look at your schedule, your, and you get to look yeah. at your life and you get to be like, okay, when do I have just more time? If yeah. you're like, if you're listening to your stay at home mom and your kids are home for the summer, don't schedule a launch during the summer, <laughs> please don't do that to yourself. If you know that everyone in your life has birthdays during the month of March, don't schedule a launch during March, do it in February or April or in a month that just works better mm-hmm. for you or like, oh, you know, you're going to go on vacation one, one month, like one month, maybe schedule your launch before that. Cause you know, you get a break after. Yeah. Well, or, and then yeah. that goes into like daily life too. I think of, uh, when you are an entrepreneur and you can make, make the decisions. And then let's even say, even if you're not an entrepreneur, uh, in the sense of owning your own business, but maybe you're a part-time employee and you have flexible hours you can design, try the best you can to design those shifts or those hours around what's important to you. So like with it being summer right now, I love going to the pool with my son and laying out and dipping and swimming. And I like, it feeds my soul. So I'm like, okay, we're not doing in the afternoon recording podcasts. Right. So I basically was like, okay, in summertime, I pretty much want to be done with my day by like one or two all the time so that I can go to the pool. So then I've realized not even completely consciously that I moved a lot of clients, Pilates clients. And then like Chelsea and I opening up our interview availability for the podcast, et cetera. I bumped everything up earlier. Cause I'm like, it's really important. I would rather work six, seven days a week right now, not have a day off so that I can have every afternoon off to go to the pool. And so I think exploring what's important to you and how you want to be spending your time so that you can work your schedule that way. Mm. Like that's a really big part of being chronically ill is you need to have joy and passion in your life also. Um, and so, yeah, being an entrepreneur is nice because you can relatively make uh, flexible hours. Speaking of which, as far as like boundaries go. So with you saying you have, um, one-on-one calls a few each week and, you know, text availability, and then your group coaching calls, do you stay pretty firm with what your availability is or do you bend and get flexible for if, you know, if you've got a group coaching of six people and four can do it certain times and the two never can, do you adjust your schedule to try and accommodate everybody? Are you pretty good at your boundaries? So <laughs> I feel like in some ways I have gotten so good with work boundaries, especially around like social media and, you know, prioritizing paying clients versus, you know, I'll get so many DMs each day of people needing advice. And I love that. I love talking with my yeah community and giving advice, but I'm really good at boundaries with like, I'm just not going to reply right away. If it takes me two weeks to reply to someone because I don't have the energy yeah. or time. Great. I feel like with one-on-one clients, I've gotten a lot better also with boundaries. I let them know, like, 
yeah, you have text access to me, but like, it may take me 24 hours to reply. Unless I see your text is like your SOS emergency mental breakdown. Like I might just wait, you know, because I'm tired and busy. Um, but group coaching, it's hard because so my programs tend to run pretty big. Like the last two rounds have been like almost 25 people. And I just would hate for someone to pay to be in my program and then not be able to ever come to the calls. And so each week I do, um, we do this like little Excel sheet situation and like I put in my availability, they put in theirs. And so from that, I do pick usually like four call times each week. So every single person gets to come to one. Um, So sometimes that's hard and I'll definitely like have calls later than I normally would like or whatnot, just because I care so much and I like don't want them to pay the money and not be able to come. But it definitely like it's hard scheduling because of Mm -hmm. that, because I'm just like, no, I will make sure that every single person gets to come to a call. Um, But it's kind of one of those things because boundaries have gotten so much better elsewhere that I kind of feel okay bending boundaries for those weeks that group coaching is running. So this reminds me of something that I work with my clients on. So those of you that are new to me, I'm a mindset, stress management, self-care coach is kind of what I specialize in. And so I talk to my clients about hard boundaries, like you do not budge and then like gray area boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like for you, like your coaching calls are like, yeah, I'd prefer to have them within these times, but you've got this, these kind of gray areas are like, if this is what's going to make people be able to show up, you're okay with doing that yeah, here and totally. there. Yeah. And I especially think that like that's later. okay. Yeah. Especially like, I think what you just said, like those hard boundaries, like I have such hard boundaries with my morning time. Like if anyone listening follows me on Instagram, you know, I like love, I can't even call it like a morning routine at this point. It's just like hours on end in the morning where I'm like, I will not take a single call before 10 a.m. I don't care. I mm-hmm. won't do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe randomly I'll need a 931 if it's like a really important business call. But for the most part, I'm like from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. No, I will not be on social media. I won't be replying to anyone. I won't be texting clients back and I won't have calls. And so because I have that to really recharge me and that boundary that's so solid each day, like, okay, if a call needs to happen at seven so people can come, that's fine. You know, because I know right. I have five hours the next morning to recharge. And so so it is, it's kind of about that balance and finding like where you're able to budge and where you're just like, not going to do that. And I think knowing what your priorities are. So like you're have you having your morning routine is a huge priority, Yeah. but it's also a big priority for you to make sure that people in your program are getting as much out of it as possible. And so I think totally. that's something else as an entrepreneur that I would recommend <laughs> that people totally. figure out what's actually the most important to you and mm-hmm. what's not. Cause I also like Saturday is a great area boundary for me as I don't love working Saturday afternoons all the time, but if that's the time I can talk to a client, I can, I can do it. It's not that big of a deal. Totally. Yeah, that's good. I'm not as good with those boundaries. I'm working on it though. (laughs) I mean, I did have this hard boundary of like, I am not working evenings anymore. I just don't, I, you broke and hate working evenings. (laughs) I fucking, and you broke that boundary. (laughs) I did. I broke that boundary repeatedly. (laughs) And like, and then I, and then I set the boundary again here, like a month or two ago. And then I broke it like two weeks later. And, um, yeah, so I'm, it's a work in progress and, you know, coming from someone, you know, so Nat and Chelsea are both like, uh, we're doing good with our boundaries. And I'm over here. Like I'm doing shit with my boundaries. (laughs) Take it from someone who's not doing great with them. When I, when my evenings roll around every week, I, I'm like, 
dreading it or resentful. Now I will say that I have one class that I teach at the studio with Chelsea and I do actually look forward to it mostly because one of my clients that comes is a dear friend and I like to see her. Um, but there's a class I teach after that online and I am just like, damn it. Why did I keep doing this? Why did I keep agreeing to this? What am I thinking? It was an hour long class. Then I was like, maybe if it's just a 45 minute class, I won't care. And then I did 15 minutes doesn't make a difference. It doesn't. (laughs) Well, so then I was like, I'll make it a 30 minute class. That'll be good. So that's what I did. And then now I still, I'm like, I don't even want to teach for 30 minutes, you know? So yeah. So boundaries are good. And I think doing those hard boundaries and soft boundaries, like you said, you know, that mornings are like, I'm not doing it, but if it's a one-off for like a group coaching call, which as you said, there's, you do have a lot of people depending on you and asking for your help. And so I could definitely see it's easier for you to wrap your mind around making that adjustment, you know, for, for something like that. I I think I would feel totally the same way. Um, that's, that's cool to know. And so, um, and then Chelsea, I know that you were going to ask a question. So if I ask mine and it takes us too far off track, we can go back to yours, but I was just going to ask, you mentioned some of your influencer work that you're doing. Is that what you were going? Okay, yeah. So how much, um, roughly also, time. I think you should say, what is an influencer? Like the definition, yeah. just in case people don't know. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. What, what it's entailed in your influencer work. And roughly maybe like how many hours a week do you have to invest into that? Um, Maybe not including just your regular maintenance of social media, because obviously like that's something that most people have to do anyway. And if you're an influencer, I know that maybe you just need higher quality, everything on your page, but not including your maintenance, but you know, like uh, negotiations with partnerships or seeking out opportunities you know, to work with someone of a company you love or something like that, like those kind of hours. And then I'd be really curious if you're comfortable sharing roughly how much you make, um, as with your influencer work, I'm sure that varies. And so you can share that with us, but I think, um, in the chronic illness world, I know that Chelsea and I products that we recommend, we are so like, we will only recommend things we believe in Mm -hmm. and having looked at your social media, I can tell that you're the exact same way. (laughs) And because of that, like when you do recommend, you know, a granola or something, I'm like, oh yeah, well, I definitely am more apt to trying that. And so, um, one has to be more particular about what they're going to represent. Whereas I think in the regular, and I'm making a sweeping statement, but in a lot of, I think the typical influencer land. They may not be completely believing in those products. Totally. <laughs> so that's where I'd be curious what roughly maybe what kind of an income you're bringing in as someone who is standing for what they're believing in, if that makes sense, like being selective, I guess like you're not saying selling Walmart. out, you're not being like Walmart has the best stuff when you never shop at Walmart. Right. Yes. Exactly. Totally. Yeah, no, so- I love Sorry, influencing with integrity. That's yes. my slogan. Ooh, I just decided on. I like that. Yeah. And I think if people listening out, like don't know what, and sometimes I don't like that word influencer. I'm like, Ooh, cause it, I think it holds a lot of like weird connotation because there are a lot of Instagram influencers that really are just making a buck and mm-hmm. making a big buck too. <laughs> and, you know, they're really just kind of using themselves as like a commercial in a sense for a bunch of different products and can definitely lose that trust from followers. Um, and I've actually, I have so much more fun now doing like influencer work because it's all so 
related to, you know, my niche of chronic illness. And I've met like the most amazing companies. And I just find the companies I now work with because they want to know they're working with someone with chronic illness or they're a chronic illness, like run business, or they, you know, their products for chronic illness. They're so understanding also mm-hmm. like when before I would work with companies and I would ask for an extension and they would kind of just be like, hmm, sorry, goes against our contract. I'm like, I feel like I'm dying. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. And now just like companies I work with, they're like, sure, let's push it out a week. I'm like, okay, <laughs> works for me. We're not going to make um, a difference for their overall marketing scheme. I promise. It exactly. Won't. I know. I'm like, okay, my one Instagram post is really not going to be that important to you if we push yeah. it 24 hours. Um, but where I totally just feel like I rambled on that for a second, but um, yeah, influencer work, I would say again, like you said, it kind of depends month to month. There are months where I'll make $5,000 off of just Instagram. And then there's months where I make a thousand. And then Mm -hmm. obviously coaching makes up a really great difference. Um, And sometimes I do that on purpose. Even if a really aligned company reaches out, I'm like, maybe come back in two months. I'm just like too tired to like Mm -hmm. be shooting content and having this like, oh, I have to post this day, you know, because it it is a lot to think about and can be stressful. And kind of like you're saying, obviously, I mean, I turn away 98% of companies that email me and reach out to me because I'm like did you even look on my Instagram page like you know like I'm not gonna talk about your product I've never used it I've never heard of you and I don't like anything about that like it goes against Mm -hmm. everything I believe in um but I think with that it's like knowing your worth and charging a rate where it's still worth it like I don't work with a ton of companies every month but I can make really good money off of it because I value myself and know how much time it takes Mm -hmm. and the companies who actually have like looked at my mission, know what I'm about. Like they also really value my work and they're willing to pay for that. Yeah. I think like when you start creating those really like strong connections with companies, like they will do that. And the companies that aren't willing to meet your rates are usually the ones that like, know they've also emailed 200 other influencers. So they're just like going to find who has like, yeah. And will do it. Um, And I think too, like a big misconception with influencer work is people think, oh, it's easy and it doesn't take a lot of time. And like, I've put a lot of work, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's some weeks, like I've had a lot of really awesome, like campaigns coming in lately. And like, you know, sometimes it's like 15 hours a week, just between emails and contracts Mm -hmm. and creating content, editing videos, like you have to send it in for approval. They come back with edits, like it's just Mm -hmm. so much, Um, but I love it. It's so fun. I think it's like, for me personally, I need diversity in the work I do. Otherwise I get antsy. Yeah. <laughs> so being able to split my time between coaching and, you know, influencer stuff and the group coaching or creating new programs, it keeps it passionate and exciting for me. And that helps me, you know, continue being excited about something that like takes a lot of time and a lot of hard work. And that's, I think that's super fun. You get to be creative yeah. and everything. Um, I'd be curious when you were near the beginning, did you reach out to companies to offer like companies that you believed in and stuff? Is that sort of how things started? Obviously now you're in a place that companies are more reaching out to you, but did you start from a place of you reaching out to, like I said, companies that you liked? Gosh, I would say in like the very beginning, I didn't even really, cause influencer work like back in 2014, 2015 wasn't like as popular. So I didn't really yeah. even understand. So I, I like first started by a few companies reached out to me and that kind of like got me thinking. And so I would like pitch myself to companies, but I honestly feel like it wasn't until the last few years that I like really made that just a part of kind of my weekly routine is I have a list of companies I'd love to work with. And like, 
I pitch myself all the time. And I think that's something like for anyone listening, like that's so okay to do. That's like, not like, Ooh, mm-hmm. taboo or don't do that. Like, yeah, it's so awesome when companies reach out. Cause that's like less time on your part, reaching out to them. But I've had some of like the best collaborations because I've reached out to a company and just remembering like the worst thing they can do is say no. Right. Um, especially if you like word it well, I always like, I'm only reaching out to companies I like really love. And like, they probably know that already because I've tagged them on Instagram like 20 times or um, stuff like that. And so even if companies right away say like, oh, we don't have budget, like six months later, sometimes they come back and are like, oh, because you emailed us six months ago, like we just got budget now. Like we'd love to work Mm -hmm. with you. So it's always worth it to reach out to companies instead of always just like waiting. Yeah, that's cool. That's what Chelsea and I did. And it was the same thing. We, we like sat down and Cause we were like, who do we love? You know? And it was like, we love this CBD company. And when we wrote the email, we were like, we love you, <laughs> you know, we think you're great. And, um, now it's like, yeah, there's, there's several products like that, that I, I look at even sometimes with just what we're wearing or something. It's like, yeah, we love, for example, for like 18 months, at least before we became airy change makers, I was walking around like, I love airy so much. I love their underwear. I love their bras. I love their pants. I love their shirts. They're just so comfortable. I love everything. They don't airbrush any of their models. Da-da-da. And then when this airy change maker, uh, campaign or application came out, you know, and we wrote in and applied, I was like, I love you, <laughs> please have us be change makers. We will represent your company so well with actual genuine love, you know? And Chelsea was like, she really means that. Yeah. And I think that they definitely picked up on that genuine mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's super great that you, um, that you do just go for it. If there's someone that you love, you know, I mean, there's yeah. like protein powders or collagen or something, vital proteins. That it's like, I use vital proteins every single day. I've right. never, ever thought like I should reach out to my own proteins, but you know, people, you should, you should just go for it. Yeah. They'll just say no if they don't want to. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And I find it so funny because I'll still get, you know, my friends or like people in my community messaging me after like I post some campaign they're like, okay, wait, can you tell me like your real opinion? Like, should I actually get it? I'm like, that is my real opinion. Like I would <laughs> yeah. not take money. That would yeah. feel like dirty money <laughs> if I was like lying right. to you all. And then in my DMs was like, actually now I hate them. Like, and I'm like, nope, no, it's totally genuine. I actually love them. They're like, Oh, and I'm like, that's so sad. People like that, but there are yeah, a lot of influencers where, you know, you kind of can tell when it's not genuine. So it makes sense. People are still yeah. a little like skeptical mm-hmm. no matter what, but I think after a while they notice like, oh, yeah, she only promotes things that like make sense. And we know she likes. Yeah. I for sure felt that way. Looking at your page. Well, I'm mm-hmm. happy. Thank you. <laughs> that's one thing Cass and I really passionate about too like there was um the vital fields energy cells that if you listen to the podcast before you probably heard it toss talking about they had reached out to us and we were like what are these things and it was one of those like they they wanted to work with us which was really exciting but we were like these things probably aren't gonna work yeah <laughs> and so like it was one of like we really wanted it to work but then we're like they probably aren't and then they did work and so our like dumbfounded like I call them yeah. voodoo magic things. Um, cause they just, I, I, I kind of understand the science, but also just, there's just the, you put them on your body, you just feel better. And I'm like, there's a little bit of science here, but it's something that we're noticing that we, we at least hope that it comes across really genuine of like, no, we did yeah. not think these were going to work. <laughs> we thought yeah. these were going to be complete, just pieces of crap that like, and when we were trying them, 
when they sent them to us to try it, Chelsea and I both were just like, yeah, these aren't going to work. And then it was like three days later that I was like, so, so I think think it's working. I was like, I do too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We were both like really like doubtful about the whole thing. And so, yeah, it's the same We're we also really value that genuine, um, representation of how you really feel about something. Like I said, influencing with integrity. Yes, I love that. That's you need to like coin thanks. that phrase. I love thanks. it. It's thanks it to my floral dress. It's really making my brain work well today. <laughs> I love it. Hey everyone, quick little interruption in your ears. We wanted to make sure that you know about the vital field energy cells. Cassie and I have been talking about them a lot because we seriously love them. They are amazing. They're incredible. I've been wearing my anti-inflame cell straight 24 seven on my body for weeks now. And I feel better. I've been having a lot of acne on my jawline and I was told that it had a lot to do with some inflammation in my gut. So on top of having some better eating choices for me in my body, bye-bye cheese. It's okay. We're getting through it. But wearing the energy cell, the anti-inflame one has been helping clear out that inflammation. I feel better. I feel less puffy. I'm not having this kind of bloated feeling in my stomach that I would normally wake up with. It's amazing. And I also love my no pain cell for days when I've been sitting too much. My body's just sore and just things just kind of achy and painy. It really does make a difference so quickly. It's like voodoo magic, y'all. We love these things. So if you're wanting to try them, which we recommend that you do, they're cool things. Go to vitalfield.com and use code SPOONIESUNITE, all caps, for 20% off. And just so you know, if you buy the cells individually with our code, it is a better deal than getting the bundles, which is cool. Saving money is amazing. But if you've been using them, let us know. We want to hear how it's working for you. Otherwise, go to vitalfield.com, use code SPOONIESUNITE, and get 20% off your order. So Nat, what, I feel like this is going to be kind of a loaded question. What tip? Yeah. Like they haven't been already. Someone, um, but like if someone's out there like, yeah, I want to start a business. I want to start reaching out to brands. I want to start a coaching program. I want to help people. I want to create something. I want to put it out there, but they're like, for lack of a better phrase, scared shitless because yeah. it's terrifying to put your heart and soul and stuff you believe in out for the internet to pick apart. Um, what advice, like what tips do you have for people that are like, I want to get started, but I either don't know how to start or I'm scared or like what, what helps you just go for it? Yeah. Um, one thing, God, I have so many tips. I would say one, like kind of went a very beginning tip when you're like having those thoughts and you're like, how the hell does this happen though? It's like, ask people, get coffee with people that inspire you. Like sign up for a call with someone who inspires you, like hear people's stories and how they got started. Cause one, I think that helps with your confidence to see like, Oh, this is possible. They also started from being scared shitless and not knowing what the heck to do and look at them now. Cause like, mm-hmm. it's really easy to see someone that you look up to and be like, well, but I couldn't do it. And forgetting that like, they also started from mm-hmm. actually $0 and zero clue. Um, so that's one thing is like gain inspiration and ask for advice. Like, don't be afraid to do that. Um, another thing is like, make sure if you're having an idea about a business or you're wanting to be an influencer, like as much as, of course we have to make a living, we have to make money, make sure it's something you're really passionate about though. And it's not just about the money. Cause I think if you're just chasing money with starting a business, that's like a sure way to get so burnt out. Like I always say, I would do my whole business for free. If that was somehow possible and I could still live a life, I would do it. Like I'm so passionate about it. And that's what 
even when I'm feeling stressed or a bit burnt out, like it keeps me going because I'm just so obsessed for lack of a better word with what I do and like feel so incredibly passionate about it. So just making sure that it's really rooted in passion and not just like trying to make a quick buck kind of thing. Cause I just think those businesses won't probably succeed as much. Um, another thing is just like starting. It's so easy to just have that self doubt and continually question or compare, like just start, even if that's just starting to make an Instagram page and you're like, I don't really know. Like that's what I did. I was a freshman in college and I thought, I'm gonna make an Instagram because I want to talk about wellness and all my friends just want to binge drink on the weekend. So Mm -hmm. I'll start an Instagram. And like, I had absolutely no clue it would be my full-time job, you know, a few years later. So just kind of starting and trusting and like believing in yourself, working on your confidence with it. I think that's one of the best things you can do, whether that's just from like reading self-help books, listening to podcasts of people who inspire you, going to therapy, like work on that confidence piece because there is so much self-doubt and like imposter syndrome that comes with starting your own business. So really like keeping track of that and working on that is huge. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I would also say like, don't get caught up in, oh, but other people are already doing it. Like there are thousands of people doing the same thing and they're all successful. If you think about it, there are thousands, probably millions of fitness coaches and they're all doing the thing or thousands of health coaches or therapists or like, and everyone's still doing it. I mean, there's millions of Instagram influencers and they're still all doing it. So just like not getting caught up in that, like, oh, this one person is already doing what I want to do. Like there's space for yeah. everyone, um, especially in the coaching realm. Like it's your personality that people are being attracted to. That's why it's okay for there to be thousands of people doing the same or similar things. Like people get attracted to your story and your personality. Um those are some of my main tips. I feel like I could just like word vomit all of them, but those are some of my like main ones, I would say. They're great I, tips. I love them. I mean, yeah, you're right. You just have to start. Yeah, <laughs> It's really easy to convince yourself not to do something, yeah. but just start and just try. And I would also add, you're going to fail. Oh yeah. It, it is what it is. If you're going to, if you want to do one-on-one coaching, you're going to be like, Hey person coach with me. And they're going to say, Nope. Yep. <laughs> And that's okay. We've all been there. And it's nothing about you. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person or a bad coach. Just they didn't want to. And that's okay. Yeah. That's that's on them, not you. Or um, if you create a course that you feel so passionate about and no one buys it, it's also okay. Mm-hmm. There's so many different reasons that things don't happen. And maybe you needed to change something in your marketing. Maybe it was your messaging. Maybe you didn't really market when you thought you marketed. I feel like I'd have done that in the past where I'm like, everyone knows that I'm having this thing. And then I talk to people like, Oh, I didn't know you did that. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You didn't, you didn't know like people to this day are still like, Oh, you have a podcast. I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> Where have you been for the past? I'm like, it's been over a year and a half now. Oh, cool. Okay. Whatever. It's fine. People just miss stuff. They don't realize yeah. it. So it's not about you. You're going to fail. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought of one last tip. Can I yes. share? Oh, share them. Share <laughs> one them of my like main ones. Cause I mean, I do have like so many people that'll message me about like growing an Instagram or this, that. And I'm like mm-hmm. the number one thing I can say is like, be authentic, be yourself. Even if you think, Oh, I'm too goofy. I'm too like, be yourself, like show your personality. That's why I love Instagram stories because it's, it's hard to see someone's personality from like a static post or like words and like just sharing random stories on your Instagram, like showing your personality, like 
don't practice and rehearse your Instagram stories. Just like be yourself. Cause like I was saying, Mm -hmm. like people are going to be attracted to you and your services because of you, like literally Mm -hmm. because of you, it doesn't matter how perfect your graphics are or whatever. Like, yes, branding is great, but the biggest way to make your brand succeed is like have it rooted in who exactly you are. Um, so that's huge thing. I know that's scary to be your authentic self on the internet, but like it's the best thing I could have ever done. Cause now my confidence in real life too, is just like, I couldn't give two shits about what people think. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I go on Instagram and say dumb things every day on accident. Cause I'm just a goof and I have brain fog and like, mm-hmm. and it's fine. And so, you know, it helps when you it, like both ways of your life, when you're authentic on social media, you're more authentic in real life and vice versa. So mm-hmm. just being yourself is huge. You'll have way more success. Yes. That's a super important tip. And I'm really glad that you shared that. I'd also add it is so much more exhausting to be something that you're not. Oh my God. Yeah. And so if you're, if you're a spoonie or just <laughs> anyone who has limited energy, don't waste your energy trying to pretend to be a person that you think you need to be mm-hmm. just be yourself. Totally. And it's, it's healing and freeing. I definitely found that, you know, I was, I was a little insecure about myself because of past relationships and stuff like that. And with Chelsea and starting our endeavor. And then it was like, oh my gosh, wait, I can, you know, connect with these people and talk about how I really feel about something or what's really going on with the podcast or on social media. And it was freeing and thus healing for me to be myself, um, on social media, which like you said, it ripple affected into home life and vice versa. Like I'm definitely super goofy, especially like with my son and very embarrassing, which I love. Yep. And so I'm like, well, yeah, I need to show that side on social media because that is me. I'm sarcastic mm-hmm. with people, you know, and yeah, like embarrassing. And so there was a reel that I posted yesterday and I was debating posting it. Cause I was like, I look like a complete fucking idiot. I love the reel you posted yesterday. I thought it was <laughs> really so cute. silly dances. And I was like, but I was like, but that's, that is me. That is really me. I'm yep. ridiculous, you know? And then I posted it and then I was like, oh, it's funny. So I'm glad you liked it too, Chelsea. And every now great. and then Chelsea and I will each post stuff. Yeah. And it's, it is freeing and it's healing and yeah. it does take, it is exhausting not to be yourself. And yeah. it's also really nice because the people that you do connect with, like screw the haters, whatever, yeah. but the people you do connect with, then they are deeper connections because they want to get to know you or they have gotten to know you and they like you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just means that much more. And so I feel like I've made deeper connections with new people, mm-hmm. um, with yeah, being like one's authentic, authentic self. And so, and I think it does come across because your Instagram, like I said, it comes across like the yeah, products you represented you. were gen- felt genuine. And I also feel like you can tell the kind of person that you are and there are accounts out there that you just don't know what that person's like yeah. at all. So, um, I think that, yeah, that's, that's a great tip. I'm really glad that you shared that. Yeah. Let's read that in. So as we start to wrap up a little bit, which part of me is like, maybe we shouldn't go down this rabbit hole when we only have a little bit left, but we're going to do it. So one thing I know I've gotten questions about from people I've worked with or friends and family or acquaintances is some of the more practical stuff of starting a business Mm -hmm. and some of it is stuff that I wish I would have learned about sooner. So like mm-hmm. what tips do you have Nat, when it comes to taxes or like we were talking before we started recording, you're going to turn 26 later this year and you're going to have to get your own health insurance. 
So what are some of the ways that you found to help like organize business finances, taxes, and then kind of look for healthcare options for you for the future? Totally. No, I love that. And I think it's so important because if you start a business and then I have so many people that are like, I've like kind of had a business for a year, but realized like it's not registered. I don't know how to do taxes. I'm like, let's chat. Let's do a call. Let's like figure this out for you because it's so important. Like you don't want to get screwed and it's stressful. I will say like the first probably two, cause I'm going into my third full year of running a business full time. Like first two years, I probably had a literal mental breakdown about like finances and just being like, I don't know how to be an adult running a business. Like in the nitty gritty, I can like run the business. I can mm-hmm. get the clients, but like the nitty gritty stuff, I would just like cry all the time. I will say that has evened out and that is normal. It's okay to cry about your business. Yeah. Um, but something that really helped is one using QuickBooks self-employed. I, that has saved my life. You connect your business bank account. It tells you what's your income, what's your expenses, everything. And then taxes are so much easier. So like I literally just signed up for QuickBooks because I, amazing. I being self-employed and having various different jobs yeah. that all are there. I'm a contractor for literally all of them. Plus yeah. having my own businesses, my taxes have been like kind of mess. Right. And finally this past year, my accountant, was like, just get QuickBooks. I'm like, why didn't you tell me this three years ago? Yeah. <laughs> so I did. And I was like, Oh, this is so much. Oh, great. <laughs> and it's like so easy, especially when you're starting a business to want to cut those little corners. I'm like, Oh, but $30 a month, like spend the $30 a month on QuickBooks. I used to use it like an Excel sheet and every yeah. transaction and look at my, bi- no, mm-hmm. not worth it. I was dating Save someone. Yourself the headache. Yeah. I was dating someone. I will say he was extremely toxic. The one good thing I got from him is he looked at my Excel sheet one day and goes, we're signing up for QuickBooks right now. And I am so thankful, you know, yeah. whole purpose of him in my life was QuickBooks self-employed saved me. <laughs> like that is so helpful. Um, also having a separate bank account for personal versus business even if you don't quote unquote make a lot yet like it's going to make it easier just do it right away like I did it the second I knew I was taking it full time like just do it um and then it's so much easier to also like charge things on to like having business expenses and whatnot um and for taxes I would say the last few years I did them on my own and I had mental breakdowns each time it's not also not worth it like I think it's so important invest in your business if you want to stay sane and I think you'll become more abundant. Like, so I paid someone, the most amazing lady who runs her own business doing taxes for small, like usually single run or like one person run businesses. And like, just being like, here's the login to my QuickBooks here, here. And just no, oh my God. Tell me I what am, I owe. <laughs> literally. I'm like, I tell me what I owe to you. Tell me what I owe to the government. Like makes it so much easier. And I, I did not do that for the first two years because I didn't want to spend the money, but like, I think it's so important when you're running your own business to also recognize like your time and your sanity is money. Like that saved me so many tears, so much time and so much stress, which also as a spoonie, like saved my health. I feel like I flare every year during tax season. And so not having that this year, I'm like, that was worth the like 400 bucks. I paid this lady to do my taxes. And that is not that bad. It's so, it's so worth it. That is literally I may not have set up QuickBooks right away. I may not have set up a business bank account right away. Have it now. But I did from the very beginning start using an accountant to do my taxes. And oh my gosh, even when I felt like I didn't have the money to afford it, 
it was such it's it's so worth it because yeah the headache that I don't know tax law I don't want to know tax law like even after this past year like my accountant turned to walk through being like well like there's this one thing that the president did that that gave you a tax break so you're not actually having to pay I'm like I don't care just tell me what I have to pay Mm -hmm. that's literally the only thing you need to tell Mm -hmm. I don't care how you got to that number Mm -hmm. I want you to make sure that I gave you all the expenses that I possibly could and you just tell me what I owe. That's yep. literally all I need. Yep, exactly. And that's like so, so important in a business. And like you just said too, even when you felt like you couldn't afford it. And that's like, I would say another tip I kind of forgot. I found the money this. for it, people. I found yeah. the money. You find it and like working on money mindset as a business owner, like so important. I had the worst financial anxiety for, I don't even really know what reason for the first, you know, couple of years. It's, it's scary as an entrepreneur you don't, especially as you're starting out, like it's not consistent, the money that comes in. But I always reminded myself, like, I've made it happen every month, I can pay rent every month. And now in my third year, it's like stable, it was worth it, you know, sticking it out having, you know, that anxiety around it, because now I don't have anxiety around it. And a big piece of that is, yes, one, my business is just more stable. And I know where money's coming from. But I like, read so many books about like money Mm -hmm. mindset, and talk to my therapist about it, talk to friends about it, like, being open about financial conversations and like working on that and being in a, I'm a spiritual person. So like being in an energy of abundance, like I see that shit work for me and it's mm-hmm. huge. And so along with the tangible pieces of like paying an accountant and using QuickBooks, like work on the more like floaty aspect of money mindset. Cause yeah. it'll really save you. Um, but insurance. So yeah. 25 for like five more months, which is crazy. I'm getting old. Um, so I've been on my parents, amazing insurance which is great. And I'm so thankful for that. And that definitely, I'm really thankful I started my business so young because I was able to like, the second I started making enough money to move out, I moved out, like have lived alone the last two and a half years of running my business. And I know a huge piece of that is because like, I wasn't having to pay for insurance. Um, But come December, (laughs) I'm going to have to be paying for that. So I haven't fully decided on which one, but there are a lot of like independent health insurances you can pay for. They're not cheap. Um, but I'm thankful I'm at a place where like, I will be able to pay for that. Um, and obviously as a spoonie, like having health insurance is just a yeah. non-negotiable. Like I know other entrepreneur friends that aren't chronically ill and they're like, Oh, I just like the first year after I turned 26, I just didn't have health insurance. I'm like, yeah, um, not going to work because <laughs> right. I would be spending yeah. even more on appointments mm-hmm. and medicine and Mm-hmm. everything so yeah there's independent options for it and I don't know exactly which one I'm yeah. gonna be using yet but definitely something I need to kind of buckle down on and I think like the money mindset part you know that that's really useful for the health insurance aspect mm-hmm. and glad that you touched on it and I think um it's clear Chelsea and I keep actually getting like surprised by the fact that your money mindset always needs to be worked on. Like we have read so many books also listen to podcasts. She and I like a lot of the same people and we'll be like, did you listen to this? Did you read that? We like to read a lot of the same books and we're kind of each other's cheerleaders and like accountability partners for money mindset, which is, I'm so thankful to have, but it is a forever practice. And, um, my health insurance situation is changing. Like roll soon any day now. And so I'm going to be looking at having to pay another like $300 a month for health insurance on top of what I'm already paying. And, um, I have moments of panic, like, where's it going to come from? How am I going to do that? $300 a month is a lot. And then I just keep going into that faith and trust Mm -hmm. of like, 
the money will come. And when I go into that mindset and belief and really believe it, like it'll be fine. It'll get worked out. The money will be there. I see like, all right. Like it'll be right away. I just Mm -hmm. see things differently where I'm like, oh yeah, that client wanted to book in again. You know, they want to go up to twice a week instead of once a week. And so then, and I have to remind myself like that is the universe taking care of me. You know, I, I asked for this stress to be taken away. And so instead of looking at like the constant lack or living in the fear of where's the money going to come from and stuck in, where's it going to come from? Where's it going to come from that you don't notice? Like I said, Oh, that client bumped up to twice a week instead of once a week or something. Um, you know, just those little things like that, but it's a constant reminder of like money mindset is Mm -hmm. a constant practice conscious effort. Like you, I mean, yeah, I've, I love reading books about it now. And I found so many cool ones too, that like, you know, there's ones that are more about like the tangible kind of stuff. And then Mm -hmm. ones again, like I said, I'm I'm very spiritual. And so ones that are more about that, like abundance energy, Mm -hmm. like manifesting, like stuff like that. And for me, something that like, even just the little things like you were saying, like just noticing things differently. And like, for me, when I make a purchase, whether it's a $3 coffee or a $50, I don't even know shirt, I wouldn't pay that much on a shirt, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like a bigger purchase is like when I'm paying for that or swiping my card or putting in my card number, it's like, being like, wow, thank you for this money and abundance. And just like, instead, when I used to make any purchase, didn't matter if it was the $3 or the 100, I was like, oh my God, I'm spending money, like freaking out about it. And that Mm -hmm. just like made me live in such fear where I didn't even really notice where I was like missing opportunities to become more abundant or just not even noticing like, girl, you are fine. Like you are abundant. You're just like not seeing it that way. So it's like, just those little changes can help so much when you're starting a business or even 10 years into a business, you know, Mm -hmm. like always working on that is huge. So really quick, and maybe this is a good wrap up unless Chelsea has another question after. Um, but what are your, and I know it's hard to on the spot, think of something like this, Mm -hmm. but roughly maybe like top three money books, money, money mindset, or like business books, you know, top three ish knowing that we really put you on the spot. I'd also maybe say not just books. I would say like people that resources, like, you would, like, yeah. Like, is it people you follow? Is it a podcast? Is it a book? Like what would be the top three that you would say? Yeah, I would say, okay. Most of them will be books. I was looking, some of them are here on my shelf. So I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah. um, one that I read a couple months ago, it's called love money. Money loves you. And it's by Sarah McCroom McCrum. I don't really know how to pronounce it. I will say like, if you're not kind of into like woo woo spirituality, you may not resonate a ton, but like that book, I read it in like, we love woo woo. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. I read it in like 48 hours. It's like a channeled text. And I was just like, it just helped so much. It was so I'm just uplifting. Up right and I am too. one of my clients actually sent it to me as like an end of program gift. Cause she had like read it. And she's like, I think you'd love this. So it was really Aww. sweet. And so that one's really good. I'm reading a book right now called Creating Money. It's also very woo-woo, but a little more tangible. It's really cool because there's like after each chapter, there's like almost like a workbook aspect of like journal prompts. Um, And that is by, gosh, let me see. It's by Sauce. You know, I actually have no clue how to say either of their names. I just Googled it. But yeah, (laughs) Creating a Money, Attracting Abundance. That one's really good. Um, I've seen that one recommended by multiple people. So Mm -hmm. good. I saw it. There's like this metaphysical bookstore, Dangerously, like 
two blocks from my apartment and <laughs> section of like like abundance and like money but like woo woo books and it gets me every time and I'm like I'm so justified because I'm I'm acting abundant buying a book I'm gonna attract yeah. abundance you know um, we I love that soul shit. of we're totally yeah, into I'm it. I'm so glad you guys. I was like, I think you guys are, but oh, like, yeah. I never know. Sometimes on podcasts, I'm like, hmm. We're <laughs> super think, into it. <laughs> think I'm crazy. They're going to like end the call. They're no, like, no. We <laughs> love it. We're going to share. We're going to have to share ours right after this yes, for you and for our listeners. Please. And I'm adding all of these to yes. my wish list right now. <laughs> yes. So I also read Soul of Money. I liked that one, but I felt like the author is also like kind of just um, promoting their like kind of offerings a lot like in their book oh, yeah. and I was like I kind of mm. just wanted to read but it was still pretty good so those are like I would say my three top books um and I mostly do read when it comes to that like okay. podcast wise I feel like I more use that as like entertainment so oh, yeah. yeah it's mostly books I would say those are my top three at the moment so Right now, one of our top ones, or well, okay, one of my okay, top you, ones. You go, that you should go first. I'll go first, and then Chelsea does hers because ours are a little different, but a lot of them we've, we've both read the same. Mm-hmm. So right now, one of my top ones is "Rich AF" by Amanda Ooh. Francis. Um, one another gal that we talked to, she posted like a reel and this was like a glimpse on her bookshelf mm-hmm. and I was like "Ooh, rich af I love I'm gonna just check it out and I I read it and I was like oh my god it's great and then I follow her and I like follow everything. And then I started listening to her podcast and then Mm -hmm. I bought one of her courses. And so she's great. Um, so rich AF by Amanda Francis is one of my top ones. We love, um, Denise Duffield Thomas, Thomas, who does like get rich, lucky bitch and chillpreneur. Um, so Chelsea and I are both reading chillpreneur right now. I just finished it. It's very good. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, some good I read, reminders. It does. Yeah. I read it last year and decided to start reading it again, but I almost feel like I really want to read rich AF again. So I might do that. And then lastly, um, a top favorite of both of ours is, um, Catherine Zenkina with Man- manifestation, babe. Ooh, I've heard so much about that. She's great. And so another thing that attracted me to Amanda Francis who wrote rich AF was, Catherine Zenkina, who Chelsea and I have been following for a long time and done her workbook like three times. Um, she started with Amanda Francis and I was like, oh my gosh. And then another chick who Chelsea will tell you about, she also did Amanda Francis's course that I was like, okay, Chelsea. And that's when I finally was like, Chelsea, two of our top people love Amanda Francis. You have to read Rich AF now. And so Chelsea's got it in her lineup, but Catherine Zenkina with Manifestation Babe is um, definitely into the woo-woo. And she talks a lot about super money. woo-woo. Yeah, and business, but we love her. And she just recently is doing a little bit of rebranding to be more of like lifestyle, not mm. just business manifestation, which is kind of fun too. Yeah. So those would be my top, my top three. And I I open like all of their emails. I love I, it. You know, so I really, I'm really into them. Chelsea, what are what are yours? Well, yeah, Denise Dunfield Thomas is really great. Catherine's really great. Um, Taylor Lee is a coach I have followed for years. She's a business coach, but she comes at it from a very mindset perspective. So she's got a podcast that kind of like you, Natalie, recently I haven't been into the like business mindset podcast. I've been like, I want to listen to my Harry Potter podcasts Mm -hmm. Um, because when I'm wanting to listen to something, I'm really wanting to check out, but I have listened to hers in the past really enjoyed it. I've taken some of her courses that are more changeable and some of her mindset stuff that I've also really enjoyed and 
I feel like Cassie took so many of mine, <laughs> but Sorry. there's another mindset book. It's not exactly specifically business related, but I'm kind of obsessed with it right now. And to make sure I say the title right, I'm going to, I'm going to pull it up real fast. Where, there, where, there it is. It's called the life-changing magic of not giving a fuck. I've heard of that. It is so good. It's by Sarah Knight. And as I was reading it, for me, I'm pretty damn good about setting up boundaries. I'm pretty good about not caring about things that I shouldn't care about. And so there was a lot of stuff for, for me that I didn't necessarily be like, oh, this is groundbreaking. This is brand new. But the simple, like being something of, do you give a fuck about something or do you not? I have just found it's just such a simple way to be like, should I give my energy towards this or should I, should I not? Should I just let it go? And it's got some good reframes. Like one of the things she does talk about is, do you give a fuck about your job? (laughs) (laughs) If you don't, maybe you need to think about something else. Um, Maybe if you don't give a fuck about getting up to go to meetings and have to dress a certain way that you don't want to dress because there's a dress code at your job. Like, do you just stop caring about the dress code? Do you get a different job? Like, should you work for yourself? And there's some other things about like family and events and things too that I think are good but so cute I'm like I just put her list her her book in my list Mm -hmm. and she's got a series of six books of how to not give a fuck yeah (laughs) I love that all different (laughs) topics like the holidays and get your shit together that's funny (laughs) I just I mean I think it just it's such a simple like do you give a fuck about this it's such a simple question to ask yourself yeah that I think that's really really powerful And it empowers you to like make change, kind of like ask yourself that and then do something. That's like really why I wanted to start. I mean, I've wanted to have my own business since I was like eight years old, but like in college I was applying to just corporate jobs. I felt like Mm -hmm. I should, and I didn't know how I would turn my blog into a business. And I would literally cry every time I applied to a job and be like, don't give it to me. Don't, don't give me the job. And then I realized like, okay, I don't give a fuck about working for someone else's dream. I don't care about going into an office or wearing business casual, like that will never feel good to me. I'm like, Oh, I actually have the ability to just not do that. Like, I know it's not Mm. as easy as that, of course. And it took a lot of like tears and confusion in it, but like just knowing you have the power to change things when you realize you don't give a fuck about them, especially in work Mm -hmm. and business is huge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I was scrolling through my, like have read book list on Goodreads. Um, (laughs) and the last one is one of my favorite all-time mindset books. It's The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Um, I like that because it talks, it's a very psychology-based um, approach to mindset and how you kind of can like, we get to a certain level and can self-sabotage ourselves. And I loved it so much that I read it like two times in a row. <laughs> and it's a book that I kind of feel like every year I should go back and just read Mm -hmm. because sometimes when you read through things the first time like you get it on one level and then Mm -hmm. I'm someone who like I I love the woo-woo stuff I think that mindset it it was something that I didn't pay attention to for a really long time and then I was basically introduced to the law of attraction and through reflecting on things in my life that have happened I'm like okay I think this is actually kind of a thing (laughs) um and it was a way that resonated within myself when it comes to spirituality like other things didn't really resonate with me but this did and so I like this book because I feel like it combines some of the mindset spirituality stuff a little bit with like 
this is how your brain works <laughs> um, and puts that together. And I just, I think that that's something that having a little bit of both, my brain just really appreciates. Yeah. Um, so it's a, that's another one that I would recommend. I just wrote that down. That also reminds me of, there's this book called The Source by Dr. Tanya. I, I wanted to read that too. I think that's in my list. It's really good. Cause it's same. It's like, they're spiritual, but it's like very science-based. Like I yeah, suggest I like that, that book. Too. Cause she's like a nerd. That's like a lot of neuroscience in it and a lot yeah. of psychology. And just like, I suggest that to a lot of clients who like aren't into like a lot of woo woo and they're more like trying to get into it. I'm like, read that. Cause like you can't argue with the science in this book and then yeah. we can ease you into other stuff. And I think that's like so important to recognize, like both are so valid and helpful. So that mm-hmm. kind of sounds similar. So I think I would love that. I'm that like, oh no, am source, I about right? to go bite like six oh, new books after yeah, this? I Probably. Probably. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. Chelsea and I have like our lists. Yeah, that that is on my list. I yeah, I wanted to wait, hold on. Who's it by? Terrace. Is it by Terrace oh, Swart? Yes. I said Tanya. It's like Tara. Okay, because there's another one called the 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 source. But yeah, it's <laughs> It's that one, right? With the, oh, stupid. And I, I, yeah, I love yeah, how yeah, you're, yeah. Okay. So for anyone who's listening to this and is not able to see the picture that Cassie just showed. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot. <laughs> I saw the podcast. <laughs> you know, right? Um, <laughs> like the, book the, club? <laughs> to make sure that right. Well, actually, we do have a book club in our community and we're really excited about it. Um, oh and the, basically the, it's a white cover with the source is in like big black bold letters. And then there's a bunch of like, Colored, colored dashes going off yeah. from the title so yes well oh i'm so excited well this oh was a great gosh. way to end i'm really I know. Thrilled. I'm like and so excited i do remember myself. on our last podcast that i think it was right towards the end that we had a little touch on how we're all into kind of like these similar interests and it is sometimes hard to find people who have this shared interest totally. and i know that it's a huge part of chelsea and i's friendship and so i'm really glad that we got to like share books with one another on here like this and if you read some message us and we'll do the yes. same because it's just it is fun to talk about it, it you know it is. it totally Yay. is and those listening seeing as i remembered we are talking for all of you right, right now <laughs> I love that happens on podcasts though you like literally forget your recordings you just like, yeah. get so excited to talk about stuff <laughs> exactly yeah so those of you listening if you've read any of those books or you want to like talk about the books because you're reading them message any three of us mm-hmm. and yes. so for those of you who want to message nat where can they find you so they can find me on instagram at plenty and well with nat um tiktok at nat.kelly k-e-l-l-e-y or on my website which is plenty and well.com yay yay well natalie nat plenty and well nat all your <laughs> names thank you for coming on and being vulnerable about your business experience some of the challenges that you faced what has helped you this has been a really inspiring and enlightening conversation. Yeah. And I hope people who maybe have been thinking about starting their own business are just curious about kind of what goes into businesses um, like yours. Maybe I, I hope that they maybe feel inspired to go create something for themselves. Yes. Agreed. Thank you guys so much for having me on and talking about this. I literally could talk about like business all day long. I just think like running around Us business, too. I'm sure you guys know, <laughs> like it is I'm just like obsessed with it. And I wish I could just like help literally every single person who wants to do it, do it. So with that said too, anyone listening, you can message me, ask mm-hmm. questions, like get excited. Cause it's, I mean, even if it's hard, it's so fun. Yeah. Yep. Thank yeah, you. Well, this was such you, a great chat.
Thank you guys. Hi everyone. If you haven't caught on, we really like self-care here at The Real Life Show. We're all about taking care of yourself, taking control of your energy, taking control of your life. So that way you get to live the life of your dreams in whatever way that looks like for you. And so we wrote a book all about self-care and energy management. It's called Empowered Self-Care. And we're really, really excited about it. It's freaking awesome. It's available on Amazon now, right now. And we are thrilled, like beyond thrilled to announce that we are bestsellers. This book became a bestseller in its first week in mind-body connection, in multiple sclerosis, and in irritable bowel syndrome. Woot, woot, we're bestsellers. And diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of, we, we, were in, we were in lots of categories, um, maybe not number one, but we were really close to the top, which we were so excited about, which means that people were buying it, which means we, we take to means it's good. Yeah. <laughs> right? So yeah. basically you want to get in on this really awesome trend of how great our book is and reading it and buying it and enjoying it and taking care of yourself. It is on sale on Kindle for $2.99, or you can get a paperback, which is gorgeous. Might we add for $13.99 on Amazon. The link is in the bio. We are so proud of it. It is beefed up. It is freaking awesome. It's got all the good shit in it. And when Cassie said link in bio, she meant link in show notes. Cause we're not on Instagram. We're on our podcast real life. Y'all <laughs> see that's <laughs> real right. people, but go check out our book. Tell us what you like about it. Or I guess what you, we don't, what you don't like, you can tell us that too, but go check it out. We love it. Take better care of yourself so that you have all the energy to do all the things you want to do in your life. The book is called Empowered Self-Care, Take Control of Your Energy. Thanks for listening to this episode. And if you love this podcast and want to show your support, please leave a review, share the podcast with others, or join us in the Wellness Hub community. These little things really do help to get our podcast out there to others. If you'd like to connect with Cassie and I, you can find us on Instagram at The Real Wellness Hub or on our website, mywellnesshub.co for all sorts of resources and to find our wellness hub community.